I love a good sellout like that. <laughs> Can you hear me now? Imagine just saying that and getting paid all that money. I, it's crazy. Fuck. Basically, he, you know what he did? He had hipster glasses before they got cool. Yeah. And because yeah. because they used to be called child molester glasses. <laughs> right, right, right. And then right, somehow, right. I don't know. It was like Buddy Holly, cool. child molester, and then cool. Well, no, no the guy would, from Weezer kind of had him for a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. That's right. That's but he right. was like going for the Buddy Holly look. Yeah. So right. maybe that's why we didn't yeah. really give him credit. Yeah. Yeah. And he that's got that true. Buddy Holly song, right? Remember? Yeah. 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 That's a good yeah. tune. This is No Politics at the Dinner Table. I'm Tony Biancasino. And I'm Amit Prakash. And we are back in 2017 with smarter brains and bigger bellies. But that's going to change. Hopefully the latter. We're going to get smaller <laughs> brains <laughs> and smarter bellies. I don't know. No, no, whatever. No. Who cares? All right. Well, welcome 20, back. Yeah, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I didn't see you on New Year's. I know. I know. It was nice. Yeah. <laughs> I see you too much. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's it was actually it was kind of nice taking a little break. Yeah. You know? We needed a break. Because we, we were break. talking about uh, maybe Christmas week we'd do something, but no, just, we needed know. a real. I had I think about two, almost two full weeks yeah. off of work, yeah. and I actually feel really good right, right now. Me too. Me too. Which has just made me, it's just it's just kind of confirmed my suspicion that work is bad for you. <laughs> That's, ain't that the truth. Because I've been doing nothing for two weeks. Do I look skinnier? Yeah. <laughs> you look tanner, so that makes you look skinnier. <laughs> I, here's an old trick fat, fat guys do. Yeah. You get a tan and you trim your beard, mm. and people are like, did you lose weight? And you just take it. Yep. Yeah. I did. You trim your beard, bit. You trim your beard into a point. Yeah. You know, that way you get like like another inch on your face. You look more angular. Do you remember back like in the uh, late 90s where like those strap beards were in for a second? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, those were terrible. Right. Right. Do you ever have one of those? No. No. Are you talking like early 90s? No, no. This is late 90s. Late 90s. It was kind of like hip hoppy. You know, like a lot of rappers are doing them, but it looks good on that. Right, right. But then, like, kids were doing them who could barely grow hair anyway. (laughs) Why am I? I keep touching my face like this while I'm looking at you. It's weird. (laughs) (laughs) So, I'm guessing we're going to go right into Trump. Well, yeah. I want to talk. Well, first of all, I want to ask do you have any New Year's resolutions? No, I don't do that. You don't do that? What are you you talking about? You don't do that. I don't do them. You don't do them? No, because. There's no change. Basically, you're like, no change. You're like, I'm just. Gonna it's not like this, like ride it out. What I'm doing? No, it's not like this deep thing. It's just that I don't. I am so full of shit. Like I can promise. I I, I don't want to break promises to myself. Okay. I'll break them to everyone else. Okay. But for me, it's just I already know my issues. Yeah. It's been many years of developing a grasp on my big issues: <laughs> overeating, overdrinking, not sleeping. Uh, you know, running myself thin. It's too much to to promise yourself you will never do that again. I'm definitely doing all those again. <laughs> Just maybe not as often. I don't know. Okay. Okay. You? Yeah, I do. Actually, I have a big one. I'm going vegetarian. For how long? It's, I'm going to see how far it takes me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's my... That, but, Let's okay. take bets. Oh, all right, 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 right. So listen, listen. I'm I, going I, okay, it's been since uh, December 30th. Basically, okay. I ate my way through my break, and I think... I probably put on 10 pounds. I yeah. swear to God. I mean, it, and I know we talk every week, like, oh, we got to lose all this. Like, 
it's not like we were Adonis's before, you know, like, we're no. not, like basically we never had. Yeah. Bodies. Yeah. I'm just fending <laughs> off obesity at this point. You know, yeah, that's, totally. that's, that's what I'm doing. Um, but so, I mean, I've already had some, some problems, but on, on the 31st, like, yeah. so we have a birthday party at, at a, at a, Bowling alley because uh, my son really wants to have his birthday party at the bowling alley. <laughs> so it's noon. Obviously, I'm at a bowling alley in Pennsylvania, so I'm like four beers deep midday, you yeah. know. And then the food comes out and chicken wings come out. Gotta do it. And I didn't even think about it. I'm on my third wing. <laughs> <laughs> and who looked and at you? No, I looked at myself. I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> oh, this is. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. I'd already sort of promised my, you know, I'd already, you know, my mom made this big dinner the night before. I didn't eat any of, of the chicken or any of that. I so stayed, you, one so day into your One day into it. <laughs> so fuck it. Just, don't be a No, no, no. I slipped, all right? But it's it's hard. It's very hard. It's the worst. Jeez, right? I don't know. You've been doing a long time. It's not hard. It's not hard. Okay. No, that shit's hard because chicken wings are so good. <sighs> so good. I can't live without them. It, I don't care how the, much they when I was eating them, it yeah. felt like I was and going between the the celery that comes with it mm, and the chicken wing. It was like no difference. Slamming it was like just, in the blue just, cheese, just, yeah, just 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 consuming. Um, yeah, and my son was like, "Yeah, it's going really well, Dad. You had three chicken wings at my birthday party." Yeah, I, uh, it's. I'm going to tell you, I'm I'm really rooting for you, but mm. I'm not betting the house on this one. All right, okay, wait. What, what's the bet then? How long do you think I can go? Oh wow! You want to get you want to get crazy up yeah, in here? Yeah, let's do it. Um, I think that you will not go more than one month from today. I think you will have meat. All right, January fifth, I will make Fe- it. Yeah, make it to February fifth. Yeah, there's no shot. No shot. No. And I'm gonna tell you what. I'm gonna lay it on heavy. Okay. Like we're getting fucking pepperoni pizza next week. Well, you got to get something vegetarian for us. Yeah, I get a little. I get a little. <laughs> <laughs> now we I'm outnumber gonna, I'm you. I'm doing cheesesteaks next week. <laughs> Pork roll, egg, and cheese. We'll have a seitan uh, cheesesteaks. Okay, and part of the bet is I can lay it on heavy. Like I can oh. cook a steak next week, and and I can have buffalo chicken wings, and I could do wonderful things here. And we're gonna we're gonna see you struggle. That's brutal. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. Fine. One no, month. One month. Okay. One what, month. What do you get? Right. What does what does the winner get? Well, I don't know. What which we, what do I get for that? Um, you got to take me out to dinner. Done. Veg- and then if I break, I vegetarian dinner is going to be cheap. <laughs> You're taking me out for steak, son. <laughs> Done. All, all right. right. Should we talk all about right. politics? All right. Let's let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So the first thing I wanted to talk about was this whole uh, uh, diplomatic uh, kerfuffle with the with the Russians. Right. So we've got. Obama saying uh, or actually throwing out 35 uh, Russian diplomats that he's now calling spies, <laughs> yeah. uh, closing down their uh, retreat on Maryland's eastern shore. Yeah. They've got a house there, then so on. And it's weird. I mean, remember that you know, his wife was saying something about when they go low, we go high, that sort of thing. Yeah. But, but, you know, I think it was interesting, the response from Russia was the exact opposite. I don't know if you saw that. The, yeah, they that they're not they're not kicking people. Sergey Lavrov, the foreign minister, said when this happened that they, Russia is going to retaliate hard. Yeah, and then Putin came out and said, "No, we're not." Yeah, uh, <laughs> and basically said, "Everybody's welcome here," and he's uh, and 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 there's some sort of park um, in in near the Kremlin. 
um, that he said he would like to keep open for the children of foreign diplomats, including <laughs> Americans, so they can play and frolic in front of the Kremlin. Um, and Did he that say he, frolic? <laughs> no, I, I added okay. that. <laughs> um, and he also said that he was going to invite the children and all the diplomats, Americans, to, to uh, celebrate Christmas and New Year's at the Kremlin, right? So the exact opposite. Yeah. Um, what do you think this is about? Why is Obama doing this? This, this, actually, this podcast is not so much about Trump. It's actually about Obama. Right. Um, because he's on his way out and he's doing lots of things. Yeah. Um, and so I just want to sort of, what, what do you think is that, what, what that's about? Man. The only thing I can think of is that he recently, after this Russian hacking thing, watched Rocky Four, Four, Dolph Lundgren. And was like, fuck this shit. <laughs> They got to go. Yeah. By the way, don't you think that this could now, like, we haven't had a good Russian villain movie in a while, have we? Remember, like, remember, I remember being terrified of Russians when Rocky IV came out. When well, I was it was the Cold War. No, I know. I'm saying, yeah, yeah. don't you think we're yeah. going to get a, a bunch of great yeah, I mean, think about Russian it. That, bad the, guy re, movies? the reboot of Red Dawn was with North Korea, <laughs> right? So, it's you know, be amazing. Like, yeah, yeah, no, I mean, it happened already. Yeah. But, but like, I maybe. 10 years down the line, yeah. seeing what happens with the relationship, yeah, I think there will be some, you know, nasty, Great nasty Russian, Russian hacker All right, so movies. to answer your question yeah. seriously, if, if just putting myself in his shoes, my guess is he wants to sabotage Trump, Trump's relationship with Russia, with the American people, rather. So we're going to kick these guys out. They're spies. We're going to make all the accusations. We have all this proof. we got to kick them out for the safety of America. When Trump gets in, he's going to try to patch this relationship up with Putin. If he lets those people back in, that that could, in four years from now, be held against him. Mm -hmm. So for me, I think it's a long-term play to discredit Trump and to sabotage the bromance going on there. Well, yeah, I mean, so one thing it's is pretty that, unpatriotic to let spies back into the country. Yeah, I mean, it's funny that. For, for the longest time, this, for instance, this place on the Eastern Shore was just like a retreat for diplomats, right? Yeah. That So they're, they're, you know, they're away from their families and stuff like that. And for years, so they get to like hang out and they have this nice place that you know, the government lets them have. I um, always picture diplomats as just little fat guys. I don't know why. Just like little Friar Tuck haircut. <laughs> No hair on top, like a tie that's like it touching the top yeah, of the yeah. belly button, like gut hanging out, kind of like me, except like except, not as much except hair. with a fire. Okay, yeah, that's why because okay. like, like diplomats just eat donuts, like they don't really do anything. Am I right? I, I, <laughs> yes, you're right. Uh, no, I, I I think actually diplomats. So one thing is right. Often it's often the case with American diplomats too that they're actually covert CIA agents. Yeah, you know so. Often the ambassador of whatever is actually an agent. I did not uh, know that. Yeah, so I did not know that. Yeah, so, um, but that's kind of common. Not, I mean, that, that's you know that everybody kind of yeah, gets yeah. that. Okay. Um, and, and and the game is that don't be too obvious about right, it. Right, right, right. You know, so you're a so yeah, you're a diplomat. You know, act that way, and of course, um, you know, you have to do uh, the 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 covert stuff, but be covert about it. Yeah. The. I mean, the interesting thing here is that Obama is, I think you're right, there's an attempt to sort of box in Trump, uh -huh. right? That 
Trump will have to go out of his way and say, no, you're invited back in and, you know, and so on. That's but like a hard decision. Yeah, but I think the funny thing is, is that this place, you know, this Maryland uh, Eastern Shore place has been around for a while and all of a sudden it's a den of spies, you know, you know, that, that, that's, that's, you know, that, that that's, <laughs> you know, it, yeah, spies. it's like, really? I mean, come on. I mean, it, it's, it doesn't make any sense. Did you make uh, that up? The den of spies? That's pretty mm-hmm. good. Um, Have you read that somewhere? No, I didn't know like a comic. Maybe, term. maybe we, yeah. uh, maybe we just coined that. I, I, don't, I, don't, I, I think it's a phrase. <laughs> Is it? I think it's a thing. I've never heard that. <laughs> no, no. The den of spies. No. Whatever. I'll take okay, credit for it. Okay. Okay. We'll okay. give that to you. We'll give that one to you. So. Uh, so. Okay. So. So I. My my point is that I think Obama is doing a lot of posturing, and it's actually not about American foreign relations. It's not about Russia per se. It's all about him. It's all about how he wants to be remembered uh, as he's handing off power to Trump, uh, which is going to be scrutinized by historians. Um, It's obviously being scrutinized now, but he's very much concerned as he's going out about his legacy. That he doesn't look tough or something? Well, well, that he wants to do uh, things that I think will burnish the image that he campaigned on, which was that of a progressive... Um, uh, that had certain, you know, whatever, liberal values, uh, even maybe progressive values, but was also tough and uh, realistic and all those sort of things, right? right? So he's trying to sort of do that. Now, that said, I think his foreign policy with regard to Russia has been pretty bad so far. Um, He's been outmaneuvered. I mean, he's just this latest thing. He's even being outmaneuvered, right? Right. You know, it's like Putin comes back and just one ups him. He's like, oh no, everybody come over, come on over, right? You know, come over for Christmas. Um, so this is really about how Obama wants people to remember him twenty years from now. Right. It's not about what's going on with the Russian relationship right now. Yeah. Uh, it's very much about his own image, which, you know, which I get because anybody who actually runs for president is a complete egomaniac. Uh, so they, they have to care about that. Um, or they just do because that's who they are. But isn't the success or the disaster of the next campaign going to really solidify Obama's legacy? Well, it depends on, like if Trump's amazing, uh, we're not betting the house on it, but if Trump's amazing, we we might not think as highly well not us but we may people may look back and go oh maybe Obama wasn't that great but if Trump is who we think he is Obama will be looked at as like fuck so well I mean I think there's competing definitions of amazing right so on the one hand uh, for many Trump backers uh, amazing would be you know dismantling Obamacare. Uh, banning Planned Parenthood. I mean, doing all sorts of things that we would not consider amazing, right? Right. Um, so, so I think it's more that whatever come what may with Trump, right. Oma- Obama cares about how he's going to be remembered because he's worried that his policy legacy is going to be dismantled mm-hmm. January twenty first. Um, so. Which it probably is. Well, I mean, they're sharpening their knives to do that, yeah. right? I mean, they're going to try to do that. You know, whether it's possible, we'll see. Um, but, you know, which, which, it's it's all symbolic. I mean, it's just sort, sort of completely uh, So you think it's all and, bullshit? Well, I think it's just completely about him. Yeah. Right? I don't actually think it's about international So you relations. wouldn't have kicked those people out? 
Well, here's the other thing. All right, so there's this long New York Times article about this poll um, conflict, right? And deep inside the art, you have to read probably I don't know a thousand words before I'm good. before <laughs> before you get yeah. uh, to a key line. All right, so I just want to read this line uh, <laughs> deep, you just, deep in the report. These are the clips notes. Deep in the, yeah, the deep in the report. Right, this is not even a clip notes. There's a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, but then it says the FBI and the Department of Homeland Security on Thursday released samples of malware, blah, blah, blah. And they released this big report, right? But the evidence in a report in which the administration referred to Russian cyber activity as grisly step fell short of anything that would directly tie senior officers of the GRU or the FSB, these intelligence agencies, um, or other intelligence services to a plan to influence the election. So it's bullshit. So this whole thing about the Russians did it um, is predicated on a report that offers no proof right. that it's actually linked. And the New York Times put this graphic up, and they I don't know if you. So saw the this New York book, Times is even pyramid. saying, "Oh yeah, they're this is bullshit." They're they are and they aren't. Right. They bury that line. You know, where I most people are not going to read that part. Yeah, that right? should have been the right? headline. That's, so yeah. so the, the headline is on page A1. This comes on like A19. Right. And you got to sort right. of follow through, right? Um, and it's basically like, oh my goodness, the Russians, they're getting kicked out because of all the terrible things they did. By the way, we have no proof they did any of this, <laughs> right? You know, so it, it's the, the whole thing is just kind of preposterous. Now, they, that said, they might have done something. But it's there's no proof. Blown out of there's no proof. We've right? been saying that. It's also like a lot of um, a lot of things that's being repeated is that two major things. Had Comey not come out and said what he said, um, Hillary would have won. Or if the Russians hadn't right. done this sort of um, um, uh, psychological warfare, uh, Hillary would have won. Um, what that's forgetting is that a lot of people didn't come out to vote, whereas in 2012 they did. Um, that might have something to do with the candidate. Um, there's all sorts of other sort of structural problems with the voting, you know, like North Carolina, one key example of that, um, where they're basically, since the gutting of the Voting Rights Act, people are finding it much harder to vote. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, intersecting with the mass incarceration crisis, you've got millions of people who've been to jail who are released and who can never vote for the rest of their lives. Which is so um, crazy. Right. So, so those things together also sort of combine to produce the results, right? right? Um, and yeah, the Russians might have participated, or might, it might not, but right now, the news, the, the news is, you know, inveighing against fake news, yet they're also promulgating it, you know? It's, it's, it's uh, I don't know, I find it very frustrating. Um, but the whole thing is just about Obama. It's yeah. like him looking in Makes the- Makes sense. It's him looking in the mirror in his last days and be like, how am I gonna be remembered? Yeah. Gotta get you know? tough real yeah, quick. Yeah. So yeah. Well, Annoying. I can't I mean, I don't know. I, I think maybe you are a little bit more sympathetic to him than I am. I'm I don't know. Is that, tr- is that true? I think yeah, I think that's yeah, true, right? Yeah, definitely. You sort of yeah. throw more bones than I do. I do. I think he had a really tough job. I think he Well, obviously. Yeah. But. I mean it's it's it goes without saying, but I think he had a much harder job than like I mean, look at the guy guy going to office right now. People are laying down for him. Right. You know, this is the biggest scumbag that has ever uh, in our lifetimes gone near the White House. <laughs> right. And he's already uh, having it pretty easy. Right. I mean, it's like, 
we had a guy go in there that actually was like talking about change and helping people and it just resisted. So, you know, yeah. I don't know. It can't be easy. I think I, my big thing with Obama is I think he could have been a lot tougher. Like what he's yeah. doing now, he should have been doing the whole time. Win or lose in four years. Who cares? Go out swinging. And uh, the, the drone thing's always kind of. <laughs> <laughs> that's always kind of bothering yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Okay, I need a refill. All right, let's get a refill. Yeah. All right, where are we going? Okay, so... Our 2017 um, journey. That's right. So the other thing um, I wanted to talk about... Actually, let me let me cue up a, a little sound clip here. Nice, our first yeah. sound clip of 2017. You can Is say, it the uh, Trump and Billy Bush you, on the bus? You, <laughs> yeah, there's more to that. <laughs> I, it was leaked to me. Yeah. Um, poor Billy Bush. Oof. Poor Billy he Bush. Fell, he fell victim to 2016. I didn't mean poor Billy Bush. Listen, like I care about Billy Bush. You never remember that movie? He is a Bush, a real Bush, by the I way. I know, I know. Remember that movie, The Accused? No idea what you're talking about. Jodie Foster, 1980s. Love Jodie Foster, right. but no. No, okay. So there's this terrible movie. I mean, it's a great movie, but it's harrowing to watch. Uh-huh. It's basically a movie about rape. Um, Jodie Foster okay. is raped in a bar, um, and there are all these guys cheering yeah. And the whole thing is about not only are the, the men who rape her yeah. um, go to jail, but she wants to also punish and get Indeed. in jail the people who were egging it on. Yes. That's Billy Bush. No, for sure. <laughs> right? No, like, for sure. he's, he's one of the guys cheering that sort of thing on. Uh, yeah. He's, he's, he's a dirtbag. Horrible. Um, hold on. Let me see here. Should we just talk about Billy Bush for how much we hate him for the rest of the podcast? Not probably. <laughs> Billy Bush. Why do, we, I don't, why do we even know his name? Like, I don't. Why do we know his name? It's like it's pretty easy to remember. It's a catchy name, Billy Bush. Billy Bush. I'm just like the only host of a podcast. It's like I got a great clip. Let me Google it and look for it. <laughs> Wait, I got a great clip. Like we're, we're <laughs> give me ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, like, like we sit here. What the audience doesn't know is that we have to edit five minutes out while you search for the clip. Like you don't save the damn YouTube link in an email or I, some shit. I I thought of doing it earlier. Okay, I just forgot. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this is this this sentence is buried a thousand words into it, and then you're like, let me find it, and you read <laughs> nine hundred words to get to it. <laughs> it's my approach. I like to be very All thorough. Right, let's go. Okay. President Obama has been deeply committed to Israel and its security, and that commitment has guided his pursuit of peace in the Middle East. The two-state solution is the only way to achieve a just and lasting peace between Israelis and Palestinians. It is the only way to ensure Israel's future as a Jewish and democratic state, living in peace and security with its neighbors. Israel's permanent representative to the United Nations who does not support a two-state solution said after the vote last week, quote, it was to be expected that Israel's greatest ally would act in accordance with the values that we share and veto this resolution. I am compelled to respond today that the United States did in fact vote in accordance with our values, just as previous U.S. administrations have done at the Security Council before us. They fail to recognize that this friend, the United States of America, 
that has done more to support Israel than any other country. This friend that has blocked countless efforts to delegitimize Israel cannot be true to our own values or even the stated democratic values of Israel. And we cannot properly defend and protect Israel if we allow a viable two-state solution to be destroyed before our own eyes. Despite our best efforts over the years, the two-state solution is now in serious jeopardy. The truth is that trends on the ground, violence, <coughs> terrorism, incitement, settlement expansion, and the seemingly endless occupation, they are combining to destroy hopes for peace on both sides and increasingly cementing an irreversible one-state reality that most people do not actually want. If the choice is one state, Israel can either be Jewish or democratic, it cannot be both. And it won't ever really be at peace. John Kerry. John Kerry. So that's wow. uh, Secretary of State John Kerry. I was wondering how much of that we we're going to listen to. Yeah. Like, well, so, you know. <laughs> Today listen. on No Politics at Dinner Table, we're going to listen to all of John Kerry's speech. Listen. We'll see you next week. <laughs> John Kerry's speech was 70 minutes long. I know. I yeah. thought we were going yeah. <laughs> to listen to it. Yeah. So those, no, those were some of the highlights. Um, so that was kind of an explanation for the UN vote yeah. um, or the abstention, I should say. That. So the UN it was at the behest of Egypt that a resolution made its way uh, to the Security Council that basically was condemning Israel for settlement building and calling for the dismantlement of the newest settlements. Okay, so it's a sort of categorical um, attack on Israeli policy, essentially, right? Um, it has usually been the case uh, that... And so what needs to happen... Um, in, for a Security Council, a resolution to pass is that there's 14 people in the Security Council, uh, nine have to vote yes for okay. a big resolution, okay. unless China, Russia, the UK, or America veto it, because they are the ones who have veto power. So if any one of those guys say, nope, it could be 13 to 1, and, 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 and they get vetoed, right? So usually America always vetoes, because these sort of bills come all the time. Um, these resolutions come all the time and America just vetoes because right. they're protecting Israel, right, diplomatically. Um, this time, uh, you know, at the, you know, this is Obama policy now. Um, there was an abstention. So there's not an, it's not voting for, but it was just a non-vote, which meant it could pass, right? So it's a big sort of symbolic blow to Netanyahu, right? Yeah. Um, what... Why do you think the Israelis? So the Israelis are livid, right? Yeah, um, of they're um, unbelievably angry. Why do you think that might be? Because they expect the United States to support them. I mean, they're they're the one ally we have in the Middle East that we can, I I guess, count on. I mean, I don't know. It's fucked up. I mean, I see both sides of it, dude. Like, I, I, I think there should be, a, I think there should be two states. Like, that's what I believe. But uh, I don't know, man. I mean, it's like not that long ago these people were like being fucking put in the ovens, and nobody was doing shit about it for a while. And it's like I get the chip on the shoulder. I get the, the, the constant 
uh, defensiveness and the fight of the Jews because I don't know, man. Like, there's people alive that saw their family being murdered. So, okay, that's a separate question. You're, you're, what you're raising is should Israel exist? So, I, I don't, I think yes. No, you know, no, that, no. That, not that, if they should exist. I'm saying the, 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 well, the we're okay. So, here's, here's what I want to raise is that the whole settlement thing. Yeah. Right. So, the settlement thing um, is a post 67 phenomenon, right? So, it's, you know, Israel's created in 48. Yeah. 67, you get this war where they crush all these Arab armies. And what we now call the West Bank used to be Jordan, right? It's the West Bank of the Jordan River. Right. And all of that, since 1967, has been under Israeli military rule. Understood. And the UN resolution that came to end that war basically said that there's going to be a trade-off here that Israel will leave this region um, and the Palestinians will not commit any violence on the Israelis while they're there or when they're leaving, right? Neither side has lived up to that, right? right? Um, the big difference here, and this is, this is why I want to I sort of quote something here, put this in perspective to, to sort of show why the Israelis are so mad because they basically count on the United States as a supposed broker of the peace um, where uh, the United States is going to be sort of involved as this uh, 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 arbitrator between the Palestinians and Israelis. And they kind of have been, but they've been on the side of the Israelis basically the whole time. Um, Not a sort of equal sort of refereeing of the conflict, let me put it that way. Now, why is that? Since 1975, so um, recently published book uh, uncovered this letter that was recently declassified. 1975, Gerald Ford sends a letter, secret, top secret letter at the time, to Yitzhak Rabin, who was the uh, Israeli prime minister. And this is what the letter said. Should the U.S. desire in the future to put forward proposals of its own regarding peace and things like that, it will make every effort to coordinate with Israel its proposals with a view to refraining from putting forth proposals that Israel would consider unsatisfactory. Mm. What do you think that would imply? That they would do whatever Israel wants. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? So superpower and client, the whole relationship is reversed. Yeah. Right? So... Israel has to give the okay for U.S. policy. Yeah. Right? This is why they're so pissed. Because since 1975, that's essentially what's gone on. Um, and now Obama has bucked that and basically did this without, obviously, the approval of the Israelis. Yeah. And they are, um, you know, as I said, they're really livid about this. Um, what you were saying about you know, I 100% agree that the existence of Israel makes, ma- makes all, all of you would have vetoed. Why? Um, I feel like with how unstable the Middle East is right now, it goes to the it, everything we beef up around the world is is our military. Um, we are about to be in another Cold War with Russia. We have Donald Trump coming and picking a fight with China. Uh, we have Iran that Donald Trump is going to rip up the deal and they're going to want to 
annihilate us. And there's something kind of nice about <laughs> having this ally that can fight okay. uh, in a territory that we aren't very liked in. And there's there's a certain amount of and hold on, and by the way. I'm talking just strategically mm-hmm. if I were in a cabinet in the White House. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking yeah, yeah. about my own personal liberal feelings towards war. I'm saying the way we run this place is we have muscle, right? Yep. It's We, we try to negotiate, and if it doesn't work out, we still kind of do it because we'll fuck you up. Uh, you can only have that luxury when you, have, when you can deliver on uh, winning. So to, to have an ally like Israel, who would fight with us, um, you got to kind of support them and then backdoor peace, which has clearly not worked, but it's going to just take more time. I just don't think there's been enough time. So, okay. So I'm going to push back against that a lot. Uh, so, um, Damn it. I, yeah, I, I, I would say a couple things. Yeah. Um, one is that the peace the peace process and so on has essentially been undermined because the idea was trading off land for peace, right? Um, in the occupied, uh, occupied territory. Understood. Right. Um, every single Israeli government. So that happened in 1993, the Oslo Accords, the guy, Yitzhak, and Yitzhak Rabin, by the way, was the prime he minister murdered, again. Right? He was killed yeah, two yeah, years yeah. after that by a Jewish, Jewish terrorist, this yep. guy, uh, uh, Yigal Amir, um, and nice. and and so he's he's murdered, right? So what you get there is the rise of the settler parties, um, who are basically saying, who basically have a theory of what they call Greater Israel, um, that they don't refer to them as the occupied territories; they refer to them as Judea and Samaria, um, and. They also believe something that an earlier uh, Israeli prime minister said, um, Golda Meir, that there's no such thing as Palestinians. These are people who don't exist. Um, And so for them, the view is that this is just all Israeli land and all you have to do, and by the way, they're winning, they're doing the right thing in terms of their strategy, is that they're just playing a waiting game. When you're saying that not enough time has elapsed, you're right, because if they wait more, there'll just be more and more settlements and then there will be no more Palestinians. Right. Right. So that sort of, notion of there's no such thing as Palestinians will actually become prophetic um, if you just give it time. Because in 1967, there was a couple thousand settlers. Now there's a half a million. Um, These settlements are built with concrete. There's an Israeli law that if you pour concrete in the occupied territories, you can't take down the, the building. So all they have to do is go basically go on hills is what they do. They go on big hills, pour concrete, and suddenly military protection, right? right? Um, so this is not so much about, I get the argument of the birth of Israel, right? There was nowhere for them to go. They weren't welcomed in Europe. Um, they were killed in Europe. And when they tried to go back, even after the Nazis were defeated, those people didn't even want them then. Right. Right. So I, I 100% understand the need for Israel. Um, the, the other side of it, however, is the notion that, permanent occupation, military rule. And when we're talking about military rule, it's not just, um, you know, a couple guys in uniforms who right. kind of hang out and there's separate roads, checkpoints, you know, it's, it's a very difficult life. People are taking four hours to get to work because they have no, to go to checkpoints and all I that know. kind of stuff, right? Um, what you have now is the rise of 
basically that element that killed Rabin, they're in power right now. Right. Right. So they used to be kind of the lunatic fringe, the people who killed prime ministers. Now they are the prime ministers. Right. Right. So their view. So the guy who is their foreign minister, um, Naftali Bennett, he's from the Jewish Home Party, which is a settler party. These are the guys who go to the Knesset with sidearms. Right. You know, they're they're very they're hyper aggressive. Um, And so what Obama's doing here is basically pushing back against that, because just last year, he also cut the biggest military deal with Israel, guaranteeing thirty nine billion dollars to Israel for the next 10 years, more than any other president before. Right. So basically what he's saying is that we're going to throw you all this money. Right. You kind of have to do what we say sometimes. Right. Stop building the settlements. Right. Um, However, I'm going to flip everything I just said. All of it is actually meaningless. It's all about him. It's all about Obama. It's actually not <laughs> about Israel because it's not going to change anything. It's not going to change anything on the ground. Uh, it's not going to change the, the Netanyahu policy. Um, and all Netanyahu has to wait for Trump and the policy will change. So actually, once again, it's all about right. Barack Obama and how he wants to be remembered because that little tidbit might get into a history book. Right, right. This UN resolution, the you know, America you never think does it's this. that calculated. I, absolutely, I think it's that Ugh. calculated. Absolutely, absolutely. You do. You don't. I mean, you don't That's do really something sad. at the UN Security Council and then have a seventy-minute explanation by your Secretary of State right. of why you decided not to not vote no, but just not vote. Right. Um, that is very much uh, about posterity. It's not about now. Right. So, what do you? How do, how do you get the Israelis to stop doing this? You don't give them 39, you don't just write them a blank check. Right, right. Right, there's strings attached, right? I mean, if you're talking about strategy, you know, a national interest and stuff like that, that you don't just sort of can we throw take, out. Can we take the check know, back? I mean, you could, <laughs> but I mean, that's the other thing is that there's a political price to pay um, if, you, if you do that because right. then you're seen as anti-Israel. Um, I mean, interestingly enough, you can be a lot more critical of, Israel. I mean, there's radical critiques of Israeli policy in Israel. You do it outside of Israel in America, you know, you'll get yeah, you know, shouted yeah. down. Well, it's a sens- sens- you know? sensitive subject. I get it. Yeah. But so again, I don't know. My whole thing here is that, you know, Obama's about to leave. Um, and, and he wants to finish and the he chapters. Just, and, and he just, he's, he's trying to construct a narrative uh, he's he's, try, he's he's hopeful about a narrative that'll emerge about himself later on, not based on his achievements, um, but based on these sort of attempts, um, these sort of failed attempts, these sort of big things that he's doing as he's going out, um, which I think is kind of lame. Or maybe it's just he's like, I'm doing what, what the fuck I want. I'm out of this bitch. Well, they all kind of do actually that, what right? I wanted. And I mean, they all kind of do that. I mean, remember Bill Clinton, he was like, you know, uh, giving clemency to all sorts of people. Um, you <laughs> yeah. know, but... but um, Everybody's getting out of prison. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> and so, um, but... but um, So there, there is a bit of that. They, they kind of like, where are you? You know, I'm out. Um, but um, this is foreign policy stuff, right? So yeah. it's different from getting your friends out of jail. Um, it's, it's, uh, Russia and Israel, big, you know, important countries, right? So it's all just sort of image making about himself, which I, I just find very annoying and frustrating. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I I thought, I I thought maybe I, 
people, like my friends are like, oh, you're, you're going to miss Obama. You're going to miss his sort of calm demeanor, you know, sort of rational thinking and stuff like that. And I, I, I think I will to a certain extent. Um, well, but then, it, it, but, when you look at who's going yeah, in, no, exactly, that's well, exactly. Like, pretty uh, fucking obvious. Right, absolutely, right? So that will be missed. But I was hoping that, you know, he would be doing stuff that would really make me miss him. Um, but no, I, 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 I think I'm... I, I'm I don't know. Maybe I'm too cynical, but but I just see this as all uh, an image game for himself. Wow. Yeah. Well, we've got four years of a very aggressive, <laughs> a very trashy, a very frightening lunatic ahead of us. So we will definitely miss Obama. We will miss the 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 rationale of Obama. We will miss the. Uh, uh, thoughtfulness of Obama, the lack of, for a good purpose, impulse of Obama. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think that was comforting. I mean, you know, it was very comforting knowing that if he would never really have wanted to put us in, at war. This new guy coming in, man, I'm, I mean, I'm polishing, I'm polishing my, uh, my guns. Oh yeah, you're, I don't you're, have any. You're many guns. But if yeah. I did, my hypothetical guns, which <laughs> means I'm going to hide. Uh, but it's kind of scary. So it we is. will miss him. I, yeah. I respect your critiques. Uh, I don't know enough to defend him, so I will let other people do that on our uh, Facebook. Mm-hmm. I would love people to attack you for this because uh, I think you got a good argument. But come at me, bro. Yeah, I think people. <laughs> you heard that 2017. <laughs> Bring it, bitches. <laughs> Uh, all right, cool. Well, we have uh, we're back. We're back. We're back. We're gonna start getting some guests. Yeah, we're gonna have a uh, great guest next week. Great guest yeah, next week. Yeah, we, so. let's not ruin it. Yeah, let's yeah. just say you don't want to miss it. Yeah, somebody that is real smart. Yeah, like almost as smart as me. Yeah, coming on, approaching. Let's not get crazy. Yeah. Uh, all right, cool. So uh, we'll see you next week. No politics at the dinner table. Produced by the amazing Jeep Baderoy. Uh and uh, check us out on Facebook. Twitter and Instagram. We have a lot of fun on there. Fight with us. Like, fight with us. Yeah. Trump us. You know what I'm saying? Trump us. Is that a verb now? That's the thing. <laughs> Trump us. That means fight us. Okay. Twitter. Okay. All right. Talk to you next See week. See you next week.